It's Andrew Edwards. Welcome to Clubhouse Conversation. They come from all corners of the world, and they descend on towns everywhere. Burlington, North Carolina, Idaho Falls, Idaho, Lexington, Kentucky, Wilmington, Delaware, Springdale, Arkansas, Papillion, Nebraska, and Kansas City, Missouri. What do all these men have in common? They work together to win. It's time to talk to another Royal on Clubhouse Conversation. And hello, Royals fans. It's Davo along with you on another edition of Clubhouse Conversation, the place where we catch up with all your favorite current and former Royals players and break down Royals games on Davo's Dish. Hopefully you can bookmark us or subscribe to us on iTunes or check the site out often. And today we are joined by Andrew Edwards, relief pitcher, right-handed pitcher for the Wilmington Blue Rocks, high A Carolina League for the Royals. Andrew Edwards, a guy who is very intriguing, especially once you realize, A, he's six foot six. B, the guy tops out at 98, 99 miles an hour, sits consistently 94 to 97 after adding quite a bit of velocity over the winter. We'll talk about that here coming up in a few minutes with Andrew Edwards. He went to Western Kentucky University, the Hilltoppers, and the Royals took him two summers ago, 2013, in the 19th round. He's currently pitching with the Wilmington Blue Rocks, like I said, and he joins us now on Clubhouse Conversation. Andrew Edwards, first of all, man, want to thank you for uh, taking some time to hop on with us, and how's everything going with you? It's been going great. Just got off a a long homestand, so everything's looking good. Yeah, you guys have an off day today, and then you have, uh, what, Winston-Salem coming in tomorrow. So, I mean, what do you do for fun on on an off day? Uh, I think me and a couple... Me and a couple other guys were going to go to the mall, maybe catch a movie. I know one of my other roommates and some other teammates are going to the Philadelphia Zoo. So, I mean, we just do a lot of things that, you know, I mean, just try to stay try to stay out of trouble, you know, keep things interesting. Yeah, and of course you've got quite a bit to do in that region there in Wilmington. You mentioned Philadelphia. What, I mean, what else, you know, a lot of Royals fans have not made the trip down to Wilmington yet. It's a beautiful area of the country and, and a nice ballpark and all that good stuff. Talk about, like, Wilmington per se, because you always hear about Philly and all that good stuff. I mean, what is the actual town of Wilmington like? Uh, You know what? Actually, I I don't spend a lot of time in Wilmington except at the ballpark, so I, I cannot, I can't answer that question. Um. You know, but you know, driving through it, it's it looks it's a beautiful city. You know, coming into it and stuff like that. But I mean, it's a a great atmosphere playing in Wilmington. So I can only imagine that the fans in Wilmington reflect how good the city is. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so are you one of those guys that commutes in? It seems like a lot of guys. I was talking to somebody who had like an hour commute every day to get to the ballpark there. Oh yes, uh, I actually I live in a host family up in Pennsylvania, and it's but uh, it's they're right on the Pennsylvania line, so it's only. I think it's like a 10-minute drive, so it's not bad at all. Uh, okay, now let's, let's talk about you as a pitcher then. So a, a lot of Rails fans have seen your name. They've read you in the box scores and all that good stuff, but they haven't actually seen you throw yet. So, yeah, I mean, kind of tell us what pitches you throw, where you top out at, where you sit at, and all that good stuff. Fastball has been – my fastball and velocity has increased in the past – this past year. Uh, normally sit anywhere from 94, 97, been up to 98. They told me I hit 100, but it was only one time. So let's we'll see if that happens anymore. Um, slider changeup guy, slider sits in the mid mid eighties, changeup low to mid eighties. Uh, you know I like to just go after guys with my fastball and put them away with my slider. 
Man, you've added some uh, some speed on that fastball. How did you do that? Is it just some mechanical change? Or was it one of those things where you had no idea it was that quick till somebody told you? Uh, this past off season, it was me, John Manaya, and another guy, Trip Davis. We uh, we were all in Wilmington last year, and a couple of the guys had lived in Arizona at the spring training complex, and we just decided to do that. So we all got an apartment down there. We worked out every day, you know, being around a, a professional baseball complex, you know, you're only going to get better. And so I worked on strength, conditioning, mechanics. I mean, it was just a, a total package. Picture. And once spring training started, I knew right away that I was, I was stronger. I was throwing the ball harder. Everything was just better. That's great. Um, now we're talking to Andrew Edwards right here on Clubhouse Conversation. So we'll come back to 2015 more in a little bit, but let's go back and talk about you back in the day then. So you grew up and you went to Marshall County High School there in Kentucky. You were all district, all region for a couple of years in baseball. You also played basketball. So was was baseball your favorite sport and your best sport growing up then? Oh, man, that's a tough question. Uh, I, I loved them both growing up. Um, at a younger age, I was a little bit better at basketball just because I was naturally bigger than the rest of my classmates. But, you know, as I started to get into high school, um, I used basketball as more of a, a conditioning, you know, kind of just I was decent at it. I liked playing. I used it for conditioning to get ready for baseball season. But, yeah, basketball was fun. I mean, I, was, I wasn't the star on the team, but I wasn't the worst. So I had fun doing it. <laughs> Yeah. Now, how about baseball-wise? I mean, who, who did you root for growing up, and who was your favorite player growing up? Uh, root for baseball. Being from Kentucky, we don't have any any major sports teams, so uh, my very first Major League Baseball game was the Cardinals, so I kind of fell in love with them as I grew up, and, you know, it was it's only three hours away, so I caught a few games when I was younger. Uh, but yeah, being being from a state with no sports teams, it was either – the Cubs are Cardinals, and as I got older, that became a, an easy decision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Now, was there a pitcher you kind of modeled your game after, or is there a pitcher now that you kind of model your game after? Uh, when I was younger, growing up, um, Chris Carpenter, Adam Wainwright, you know, they're both big guys. I know Chris Carpenter is unfortunately out of the game now, but, you know, they're both big, tall, strong pitchers, and you know, growing up, that's what I kind of—that's who I idolize in the baseball world. But um, now, I mean, he's on our major league team. I love watching Wade Davis throw. He's—he's he's a dominant arm. He's a power pitcher. He's got great stuff. And I mean, I, I know I'm not looks up to Wade Davis as being their idol pitcher. Yeah, Wade Davis is the man. Um, so after your times in Marshall County, so you end up at Wren Lake Community College, and this is kind of interesting. Uh, you picked up the three-quarters kind of motion as a freshman, um, so you get more ground balls now and all that good stuff. What made you choose to switch arm slots? Uh, you know, I i don't really know. I was playing catch one day. We had a, an indoor facility, and I think my junior college coach said that I could – you know, starting getting a little more, getting a little more velo on my fastball, and all right, I'll give it a try. And it just, it was one of those things that just instantly clicked. It was, 
I could see results right away, and I just ran with it. Have you pretty much just stuck with that exact same motion since then? Arm slot, yes. Mechanics, they have changed drastically. Coming into high school and junior college, I was – I don't throw from the windup anymore. I'm strictly out of the stretch now. Back in high school and junior really high leg kick. I'm trying to think of a pitcher who I could look like. Uh, I mean, Wainwright, for example. I mean, I tried to model my mechanics after Wainwright, and now I'm strictly out of the stretch. I have a shorter leg kick, same arm slot, but just different mechanics and different approach to pitching now that I'm in the bullpen and be the starter. And I'm sure that uh, losing the leg kick helps you, uh, you know, control the running game a lot more, right? Oh, yes. It's, uh, you know, in high school, even the lower levels of college, guys aren't nearly as good as they are now. And, you know, you can get away with leaving a fastball up. You can get away with being a one-forward of a play. You can get away with all the small mistakes. Now you have to, you have to try to minimize everything. And having that shorter, compact delivery has, has made it a lot easier to control guys at first base and keep them there. Now, from Wren Lake, then, so you end up committing to Western Kentucky. And I'll, I'll tell you, man, from doing all these interviews year after year, it amazes me how many guys have gone to Western Kentucky. It's kind of an underrated, I think, baseball school uh, nationally. So what made you choose Western Kentucky, and then what are your favorite memories of uh, pitching for the Hilltoppers? What made me choose Western Kentucky? Um, I actually got a few, few bigger scholarships from other schools, but, you know, being – Growing up in Kentucky, all, all you hear about is the University of Kentucky and the University of Louisville. And once Western, once they called me and started showing interest in me, I just fell in love with them right away. The underdog in the state of Kentucky, you know, they're not the two, it's not the two powerhouse schools. They have a great facility, just as good as the other two, in my opinion. Um, no, I mean, they're just, it's a great campus. It's small. It's a wonderful school to go to. I just fell in love with it immediately. How are they able to have such good baseball success there? What is it? I mean, because I mean, you know that they put a lot of guys and you know getting drafted all the time. You know, I mean, it's just I think the way that Coach Myers there is running the program. Um, it's not one of the two big powerhouse schools in Kentucky, so I think guys who are who are on the edge of committing to a Division One? if they're not really sure that they might go play. You know, they might run into a redshirt year at Louisville or UK, but if they come to Western, it being a little lesser program, they might play right away. And so I think that attracts a lot of talent and a lot of good guys because they know that they have a chance to play. And I think that it helps bringing out the good talent to that school and competing every year. Yeah, for sure, and you guys do that. So I saw your major in college was sports management. So what would you have been, uh, you know, if you weren't playing pro ball right now, what would you be doing? Man, <laughs> that is a tough question. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not even going to lie to you. Once I got to school, I really bared down on baseball. But I think I think I would have kept going to school and possibly got some sort of degree that would have allowed me to – slowly become a teacher okay uh, and uh you know probably a future coach one day 
There you go. Hopefully that's many years from now. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, hope, I hope it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Royals draft you then. So 19th round, two summers ago, 2013. So before we talk about the draft itself, uh, kind of think back to the whole scouting process. So uh, were the Royals the main team that were watching you, you know, at Western? And do you remember talking to them a lot? No, actually, um, it it kind of surprised me that the Royals picked me. Um, the teams that were really, you know, I was in contact a lot were Seattle Mariners and the Colorado Rockies. Those were the two teams who I thought one of them was going to draft me. And the scouting process was fun, you know playing at Western and getting to see the scouts come to your games and show interest in you. It's really fun, you know, sparking the attention of scouts and they think you have pro talent and stuff like that. It was a, it was a great experience, but uh, yeah, the Royals kind of surprised me. I was on the phone with my advisor at the time and, you know, the rounds kept going by and he's like, Oh, I'm talking to the Mariners, the Rockies, and they just kind of stopped calling. And then it turned into the Royals and Cardinals. Hmm. And so it was a pretty cool experience, and they surprised me in the 19th round. That's nuts. Did you ever hear the story you know, from the Royals of why they chose you or how they saw you or anything like that? Burlington's old manager, Tommy Shields, yeah. he said that he came to the conference tournament at, when I was at Western Kentucky, and he told me that that was one of the deciding factors of them picking me. I actually threw a really well – really well that game i think it was seven innings several strikeouts you know one or two runs i had a great game and he was just like you know that was one of the deciding factors of us picking you i've been thankful for it ever since yeah you never know who's watching huh oh i know (laughs) that's nuts so you begin 2013 you get signed and and what a great summer man 1.16 you were between uh, burlington and the appy league in wilmington mainly burlington uh 14 games total with the 1.16 so let's talk about the appy league you know what was it like that first summer there oh it was fun um you know being at a at a bigger division one and going to rookie ball it was a little bit of a downgrade but you know just in the quality of things, but I I wouldn't trade it for anything. You know, it was my first first pro ball experience. It got my feet wet into pro ball. Uh, I had a great summer. Yeah, it was just good getting to see all the talent come onto one team. Well, then you uh, so the next year, so last year, uh, you were between Wilmington and Lexington, which um you know which I'm sure was you know nice storing in Lexington. What three hours from your hometown? Did your family get to come see you quite a bit? Oh yeah. Yeah, it was nice getting to see all my family and friends come up. Uh, being three hours away was it was really special to my family, you know, getting to see me play because Wilmington is, what, I think 13, and it was pretty fun. What else sticks out about last summer besides pitching close to home? Uh, beginning of the year, they, uh, they had me starting. I was a piggyback with another guy, and... You know, the previous year I was in the bullpen for Burlington and Wilmington. And, uh, you know, that first summer in pro ball, I started out in the bullpen. I think I really, you know, I think I developed into a better pitcher, you know, coming out of the bullpen. You know, I've got a a stronger arm, you know, a good fastball. I think I really fit great out of the pen. And I only had really two pitches, a fastball and a slider. My changeup was lacking behind. I could never get a feel for it. And so... I had a great time starting, but it was really tough because 
I only had two pitches. I had my fastball, my slider, and you know, once guys saw me for the second time, it was easier to hit, easier to know what I was throwing and stuff like that. But uh, no, I had. I think last summer was a great learning experience. You know, it really. You know, after the season ended, I really take some time and look back on what happened and really assess the situation that that unfolded. Now, how about your changeup now? Are you still throwing that? Has that gotten better, or is it kind of like just an emergency pitch? Or how often are you using that these days? Uh, it's. I wouldn't say I use it a whole lot. It's more of a uh, just kind of a show me pitch. You know, let the hitters and the the guys on deck and the guys in the dugout know that I have that pitch. You know, just so it's something to get them off my fastball that much better um i'm actually working on it right now you know it's still a work in progress i'm still fine-tuning some things with it but yeah i hope to uh i hope to get everything smoothed out and start using it more yeah, you're having a really nice start outside of that one kind of tough outing against Lynchburg. You've been really good this year, and and you always hear how uh, you know big league bullpens, the camaraderie, and the guys get along so well, and, and you know play games down there and talk. And is that kind of how it is? Same thing there in Wilmington. You know, you guys all pretty tight. Oh yeah, it was like that, and it was like that in Burlington. It was like that in Lexington and Wilmington. I'm sure it's like that in Double A and Triple A. Uh, I I love the group of guys we have right now. It's fun. It's never a dull moment there's always some kind of joke always some kind of story or game being played down there uh you know 140 games is a long season um you gotta you gotta do something to keep it light and fresh every day yeah for sure now who are some of your uh, best friends in the rails organization then who have you kind of met and kind of bonded with since you signed uh i'd have to say the first guy that uh Arthi, who's actually a pitcher on the team now um, this past off season, I lived with Sean Manaya and Trip Davis. So, you know, spending four or five months with those guys and working out every day and just hanging out, we really became close. But um, you know, I mean, I get a, I'm a I'm a pretty easygoing guy. I get along with the majority of the organization. You know, everyone in the organization is great. I think what they're the culture, they're bringing into the Royals organization is bringing great guys. I haven't had a problem yet. Every, everyone who I've came in contact with has been really nice. Yeah. Who was that first name you said your phone kind of broke out there? Before Manaya? I didn't hear the, who that was. Kevin McCarthy. Oh, McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. There you go. Yeah. Um, now, so how does the travel in the Carolina League compare to the Sally and Appy Leagues? Are you getting a little more, you know, the hotel's getting a little better the higher you get, or is it all pretty much the same? Uh, the hotels are getting a little better. Yeah? <laughs> a little better. Uh, the Appy League was nice. I think our our longest trip was four hours. You know, that was playing. Uh, Sally League, that was a uh, – travel there is kind of rough. I think our longest one was 12 hours. And, I mean, Myrtle Beach is nine and a half, ten hours. So, it's pretty all, it's all the same, really. I mean, just put your headphones in and doze off and – you're there. <laughs> yeah, well, you always... I try, to, I try to get as much sleep as I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, th- then you have the classic stories of guys that, you know, sleep four to a room, at, you know, at home or in spring training, or there's a bus breaking down or, you know, a, like a cockroach-infested hotel room. Have you had any classic, you know, funny minor league stories that you can look back at and laugh, or has it been pretty good so far? Oh, yeah, I have. I have some funny ones. Um, 
this past year in Lexington, we we're leaving Savannah, Georgia. We're heading back to Kentucky. We're going across the bridge, and this bridge is on the state line of South Carolina and Georgia. We start, and so we go over the bridge on the other side. It's We're in Savannah, Georgia in the middle of July. I think the outside temperature is about 95. I'm pretty sure the bus temperature on the inside was 110. It was possibly the worst night of my life. So... It's about 11, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. They call for help. Help finally shows up around 1 or 1.30. <laughs> By this time, guys are in the bus, shirts off. Everyone is sweating profusely. Um, you step outside, it's raining, but there are mosquitoes everywhere lighting you up. Um, help finally comes. We switch buses, and... One of the guys steps on a fire ant hill <laughs> and brings fire ants onto the bus. Oh, no. I, I mean, I can't explain <laughs> how. Just, I mean, I don't know. I was sitting there. I was sitting there in my seat on the bus, just hoping that I woke up from a bad dream. <laughs> Worst night of my life, at, by far, in the minor leagues. But you know, that's that's a story that. The guys who experienced with us, you know, a couple guys that were in Lexington last year who were on Wilmington's team this year, we can look back and laugh. It's a great story. But, yeah, I mean, you all, we always have those those little things, those little moments that we can look back on and take good memories from. <laughs> yeah, that's tremendous. Well, you know, thanks so much for all your time. Before we let you go, I wanted to ask you, you know, in summary, what would you like to say uh, to the Royals fans listening right now? Oh, you guys are great fans. Uh, this is one of the uh, this is one of the best organizations to play for. Uh, you know, watching the games on TV and seeing the the sold out crowds and seeing how you guys get behind the fans in KC or get behind the players in KC, uh, it's awesome. I'm uh, I'm working every day to get to get to Kansas City and hopefully play in front of you guys. It'll be a joy. Yeah, well, we appreciate your time and all that you've given the Royals organization, and we'll continue to do. Hopefully, we'll be talking to you, you know, uh, for many years to come. And, and keep working hard, man. We got your back, and it's nice talking to you. And uh, we'll catch up soon. I appreciate it, man. Thank you.